So we created something with them on their mobile app called TV4Me that when you activate it, think about it as an embedded Siri or an embedded Google Now on their app that can understand the needs of their customer and proactively provides them services that are relevant to them. Few examples there. For example, if my mortgage is up for renewal in the next three months, if I am walking by a branch and the branch happens to have a mortgage specialist available at that time, I receive a message on my device inviting me to go to the branch to renew my mortgage. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Banks talk about deriving insights from their customer data. They want to provide actionable, automated advice to their clients, but they struggle just wrangling the data together. Flybits wants to help banks by taking their proprietary customer data, like the activities a customer has done in her account, and adding in machine learning and external contextual data, like her risk profile or her consumption preferences. The goal is to deliver relevant and timely recommendations to FI customers. The technology and vision behind Flybits was born in a university lab. Founder and CEO Hossein Ranama's PhD was about understanding context in large data sets. He spun out his tech to launch the company. He's also a professor of computer science at Toronto's Ryerson University and a visiting prof at MIT's Media Lab in Cambridge. Hossein Ranama is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Before we continue with our program, I'd like to thank our sponsor, MX, for supporting Tearsheet's work. MX is the leading data platform for banks, credit unions, and fintechs, enabling its clients and partners to easily collect, enhance, analyze, present, and act on financial data. My name is Hossein Ranama. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Flybits. I'm also a professor of computer science at Ryerson University in Toronto, Canada. Also a visiting professor at MIT Media Lab in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And these two things are connected, right? Flybits, um, from what I've read, is, is connected to a lot of work that you did in the academic realm. Is that true? Yes, that's right. Flybits is a spin-off from a research lab. The foundation of it uh, came from my uh, PhD research, which was about understanding context in large data sets. So I spawned that off from the lab about five years ago. And now Flybits is a venture-backed company uh, headquartered in Toronto, and we have offices in New York, San Francisco, London, and Dubai. And, and I guess before we get into Flybit specifically, what, what were some of the biggest challenges in, in your research? Like, how, what, what are the challenges in really drawing real um, insights from large data sets? Like one of the key uh, drawbacks and limitations of artificial intelligence is the lack of domain knowledge and understanding context. So, for example, it's very difficult for an AI engine to understand the need of a parent when uh, he or she is at home versus the need of that parent when he or she is a business professional traveling and require like uh, cross-border travel services. Uh, you can train a lot of AI algorithms to understand the patterns, to predict patterns, but understanding that context and domain knowledge in AI system has always been uh, a key impediment of such systems. So the focus that I had in my research was about bringing context and the world of ontologies into the AI world and really apply that to digital channels such as apps and, and web pages. So when you are, your context basically determines the behavior of the experience that you're seeing on a digital channel. 
Interesting. And so, so can we take that a step further and, and, and describe how Flybits does that in financial services today? Sure. So if you look at the consumer sector, you see the advent of these AI-based concierge services. Think about Siri on your iPhone. Think about Google Assistant on your Android. Think about Alexa on Amazon. But the question for Fortune 5000 companies, especially banks, is, well, how do I create such a concierge capability on my own digital channels? Most of them are not comfortable giving up their data, and they should not give up their data. But they want to keep their data but come up with these predictive services on their digital channels, channels that can um, personalize the services for their customers while the privacy of their customer is protected. They want to predict the needs of their customers proactively and really be a lifestyle concierge engine for their customers rather than just a banking app. So what Flybits really allows them to do is that it really simplifies the process of data unification, data aggregation, data synthesis, and instead of expecting them to over-rely on their IT department, we provide them tools that they can empower the marketing unit or the creative unit of the bank to focus more on use cases. A common story that we hear from almost all the digital executives that we talk to, they tell us that since about a few years ago, they started something called a digital transformation strategy at the bank. Yeah, we hear it that was too. Mostly a, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's mostly around um, bringing all the data assets from inside the bank, correlated with the data assets outside the bank, and use that automation uh, to bring better services for their end customers. The problem they encounter is that when you talk to them in about six months or so, they say, well, 90% of my budget is being spent on managing IT complexities, and I really cannot bring those amazing use cases that I thought about originally into the market. That's very true because, you know, there, is a, there are new paradigms on bringing data sets together. There are new paradigms to encapsulate the complexity of putting data sets together and understand patterns out of them. So Flybits essentially empowers that digital executive to really bring those creative use cases to the market without worrying about the underlying complexity. Customer expectations have changed. People are looking to their financial institutions to provide them with experiences that fit their lifestyles. That doesn't mean just dumping data on them. It means providing proactive, personalized, and predictive advice. That's where Money App with Pulse comes in. Developed by MX, the personal finance manager makes it possible to engage customers on every level, from professional budgeters to people who try to avoid personal finance entirely. This can lead to a 60% increase in logins and a 28% increase in NPS. See the MX platform in action. Ask for a demo at MX, that's the letters M and X.com. That's really interesting. So can, can you help to put a little meat on the bone? Um, are, are there a couple of clients you can talk about, about what, what those use cases would look like, the creative ones? Sure. So uh, we have uh, about 16 very large banks uh, around the world from Latin America to North America to Europe to, to Asia Pac. So the one that I can talk about, which is one of our largest uh, customers and great partners, is TD Bank. TD Bank uh, is very well known for customer service at their branch level. Uh, they talked to us a few years ago and they said, well, the next generation of our customers are the millennials. They may not come to a branch like the previous generation. 
how can we use Flybits to create that type of a high-touch customer service, but on our digital channels? So we created something with them on their mobile app called TV4Me, that when you activate it, think about it as an embedded Siri or an embedded Google Now on their app that can understand the needs of their customer and proactively provides them services that are relevant to them. Few examples there. For example, if my mortgage is up for renewal in the next three months, if I am walking by a branch and the branch happens to have a mortgage specialist available at that time, I receive a message on my device inviting me to go to the branch to renew my mortgage. So the ability to understand location, the ability to understand someone's uh, a financial advisor's availability at the branch, which comes from a very different uh, service, the ability to bring even mainframe data about someone's mortgage and very quickly create an experience for me to invite me to a branch is an example of how we partner with, uh, with TD. Or if you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off for a second. No, these are examples in the lending and mortgage space. Like if they figure out, if the, if the customer commits to receiving uh, services from TD, they can figure out if a customer is looking to purchase a new home and at the right time on the right channel, they actually provide them a pre-qualified mortgage offer based on their credit score, based on the type of a house that they are looking at. So we are partnering with a lot of data providers in the community to provide such great services to the customer. Um, they created a very interesting uh, mobile mortgage specialist service that if you are looking to meet with a financial advisor to meet with, your, to meet with you while you're visiting the home, you can actually contact that person and dispatch that person to come and meet with you. Uh, they uh, provide insurance services uh, for that. So they are, they are using it for core banking services, but they also did some very interesting work to partner with some of the key players in a city. So they are essentially becoming a smart city provider rather than just a, a financial service provider. They partner with the largest train operator in uh, the greater Toronto area. They understand the commuting pattern of their customer. And if there is a delay on someone's train or a platform change, they notify their customer. Of course, while the privacy of the customer is protected um, and they are positioning their app to help their customers to live a better life, to commute better, to receive services that are more relevant to them. So these are examples that you know a bank is basically thinking about the future that they may no longer be seen just as a financial institution, but as a true recommendation service for the lifestyle of their customers. Yeah, definitely places the the bank at the heart of their financial life and their and their general life. But um, you said something before about this these innovation programs and sort of the wall that they hit into. Hussein, I'm I'm curious, like how long it takes um, working with Flybits to get one of these use cases up and and running? Like, I would assume like you know it's in the cloud. You guys are you guys are running this, but are, are there a lot of like I guess. Um, triggers that the bank has to determine in terms of saying, well, you know, if the guy is, if the, if the user has browsed this many pages and has looked at, you know, um, these specific pages on the website, then, you know, X, I don't know, like how, how much, how much of the heavy lifting is on their side and how much does Flybits manage? So as a startup, one of our unique offering was exactly 
addressing that pain point. If you look at some of the established enterprise software players, their model is about selling a multi-million dollar monolith to a bank, then expect a system integrator to come in, and then after about you know eight months to a year, some fundamental use cases started to come to, to the market. And by the way, if there is a new data, if there is a new use case, that's another project for the bank. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we learned as an impediment in this industry. So what we do for our customers is that we give them an a la carte menu of microservices for their infrastructure, for their data ecology, for their SDK and engagement channels, for their AI capabilities, they can pick and choose the ones that are relevant to them and integrate it with their system. So we don't expect them to change any legacy systems. We don't expect them to change any development paradigm. We integrate uh, with them, whether it's with their CRM, whether it's with their mainframe platforms, their database systems. So in that case, the way we do it is that we give the bank about uh, access to about 20 well-defined certified workflows. So there are workflows for helping people to renew their mortgage. There are certified workflows for the customer to understand the perks of their credit cards at a point of purchase. There are workflows for educating the customer about the value of investment product at the right time. So the bank doesn't need to start really brainstorming about what use cases to build. We give a lot of these workflows right off the bat through our system, and the customer can quickly plug in their data sets, whether it's coming from inside the bank or outside the bank, to leverage these workflows to go to the market. And that has given a significant time to market gain for our customer, one of our largest customers in Latin America went live for about a million users within three months wow. and saw about 163% of uh, growth in engagement within about three months of, of usage. So a lot of focus that we do at Flybit is also addressing the pain points of how banks procure technology, mm-hmm. how um, they can facilitate the development and design of such experiences without over-relying on their IT department and really empower the creative units or the marketing units of the bank rather than creating extra headache for their IT department. Well, I guess to that point, I'm looking for some insights into your, um, I guess your your sales process. Like what makes for a successful uh, client? Like organizationally, like who, who's the buyer at the, at the end of the day and what makes for a successful launch with Flybits? So our classic economic buyer is usually the chief digital officer or the chief marketing officer of the bank. These are executives who have uh, customer mandates. They want to grow engagement. They want to focus on experience design for their customers. Usually that has been a classic procurement for us. Um, Recently, we are also seeing a lot of interest from chief data officers and chief information officers because they can see how effectively Flybits can play a role to de-silo their data organization. Uh, So instead of going and investing millions and millions in creating data lakes, they use our data orchestrator to keep the data in their respective repository and we synchronize the data in a very privacy conscious manner and help them to share it with other uh, business units. The cycle, as I mentioned, uh, we don't want the customer to commit to very long um, 
um, you know, hectic IT processes. We want them to see the results right away. We define these pilot phases, which goes from one month to three months. We demonstrate the capability to the customer right away. And then we empower their team that from the second phase onwards, they can basically use our tool. So essentially, we position ourselves as an experience design tool rather than you know, just a data platform or just a CRM. That's interesting. And as a design tool, um, is the form factor, uh, you mentioned like sort of a conversational interface, but does, uh, can there be other sort of, you know, form factors for delivery back to the customer, the end customer? That's a, that's a great question. We do not impose any restriction on the presentation layer of the, of the mm. channel. So the presentation la layer can be a conversational interface or a chatbot. It could be a classic UI, it could be a card layout, it could be push notification, it could be SMS. Even we have a deployment with a customer which is using Flybit in a humanoid robot. So really, we are a layer lower than the presentation layer. In the market, there are so many PFNs or personal finance management tools. These are products that can passively mine a lot of data, and they can do things such as, oh, you spend too much on coffee or your bill is due. Those are interesting, but those are basically grammar mapping and passive analytics map mapping and pattern matching on large data sets. You can use Flybits um, to empower those capabilities to also become contextual. So what we have done with a, uh, a chatbot provider is that we enable them with our contextual capability. So when a wealth customer uh, chats with the chatbot, they receive a different conversation bubble compared to a student who is applying for his or first credit card. And that's exactly what I meant by context is missing in a lot of these PFMs. So we empower them to become more relevant and more impactful uh, compared to kind of classic PFMs like uh, Mint and, and many others uh, out there. I, I want to take uh, a little different bent uh, to, to my next question. Um, I, I know you just closed an investment round. Um, did, did investors understand the Flybits um, you know, value proposition up front? Um, what, and I guess asked a little differently, like what was it that got them interested in, in investing in Flybits? So if you look at our investors, they are not just um, you know, um, institutional investors. They are investors who truly understand this space across the spectrum of the financial industry. You have our lead investor, Point72, which is the venture arm of one of the largest hedge funds in the world. You have MasterCard Global, which is one of the largest, if not the largest card issuer in the world. You have a Citibank with, through City Ventures. You have Reinventure, which is the venture arm of uh, Westpac. You have TD Bank. And in the past, we also have PowerCorp of Canada through Portage Ventures, which is an insurance uh, conglomerate. So when you see that the whole spectrum of the financial industry is supporting Flybits, that's a testament in terms of the pain point that we are solving in the market. The, the reason they invested in us is that what we heard from them was that they have been trying to execute on a personalization strategy. They understand that how the dynamics of the financial industry is changing. They need to be able to deliver to their customers while they protect the privacy of their customers. 
So those were some of the key elements they saw as a differentiation factor in our technology, in our intellectual property, and that's why they, they decided to partner with each other and also empower Flybits uh, for its path to, uh, to global growth. And I guess in the remaining time that we have, I, I'd be curious to know um, like what your priorities are uh, for the rest of 2019, um, either from a business point of view, or a product point of view, like what are you focused on right now? Uh, so the company has had a very good growth year after year, about 300% growth year after year. And I think we are going to be a key uh, force in differentiating the offers of the largest banks in the world in the coming uh, few years. And let me use an analogy there. If you remember the late 90s, you had to be a software engineer or a developer to build and design a website or a web page. Then you started to have web authoring tools. You started to have platforms like WordPress, and that attracted the creative people, the marketing people, the designers around the web ecosystem, and that contributed to the advent of new business models, new capabilities, social networks. We think the same thing will happen in artificial intelligence and data science. We think banks are in a perfect position to lead that change because they have a lot of data. They have a relative trust compared to many other big tech players in the market, and they have a huge consumer base. So instead of the kind of classic way of, oh, everyone is giving up their data to receive ads on their platform, the bank can actually use their classic business model to say, well, you don't give up your data, you trust me to manage the data on your behalf, and in exchange of that, I will help you to interconnect to different businesses. So as we are executing on that vision, the plan for the company is that any Fortune 5000 company who thinks about building the recommendation engine in their channel, they will be thinking about Flybit. As you know, Amazon has a proprietary recommendation engine. They have the ability, they have the know-how, they have the funding to do that. Netflix has a proprietary recommendation engine that introduced movie genres. But think about all the other banks, all the Fortune 5000, that they actually want to build a solid recommendation engine on their channels. Sometimes they have challenges and difficulties. So if we are positioning Flybit as that go-to company, that anyone who wants to protect their data leveraging their own data to offer better and predictive and personalized services to their customers, I think we are, um, we are going to be a key enabler of such capabilities in the future, not just for banks, but for many large companies. I guess that was my last question. I, I lied that that was the last one was the, the last question. But um, you, you talked early on in our conversation about the need for context and understanding the context to be able to provide AI. Um, you're obviously focused on financial services right now, but um, is there room for you guys to expand into other industries or are you going to get, just get deeper within financial services? Uh, so at the moment, we are scaling and growing very rapidly in the financial sector. We are also addressing the needs of some of the adjacent verticals, such as hospitality, uh, airlines, um, some of the retail uh, areas. But our belief is that in the future, these verticals will actually converge uh, because there is a lot of data sharing between them, especially if we can do it in a way that each entity can own their own data, but they share insights with each other. 
that is where we are positioning Flybit. That is not, it's no longer about, okay, let's go from one vertical to another. It's actually providing a horizontal enabling capability that a bank can partner with a telco, can partner with a grocery chain, can partner with an energy provider. And instead of the customer carrying five or six apps on their device to communicating with them in silo, they can now share services to offer a better collective experience to their customer. And that's a strategy that we are deploying through our marketplace uh, offering, which is built by our New York uh, team. That makes a lot of sense. Hussein, thank you very much for joining us on the Tearsheet podcast today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.